You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hi, this is Mick, and you're listening to a Chirp Radio artist interview. I'm on the line right now with Alex of Dos Santos. How are you doing, Alex? Doing good, doing good. Um, how about yourself? Doing okay. Now, tell me a little bit about your band. Like, you used to go by a different name. How did you end up just going with the name uh, Dos Santos? Uh, it's just easier. <laughs> sure. <Okay. laughs> just, that's basically, and, and well, I, you know, I think like any name, it's all pretty arbitrary, you know? So <laughs> it's like, I think we were kind of interested in a proper name. So Dos Santos is like a proper last name, right? Somewhat recognizable. So what does it mean to be anti-beat? I mean, I think back then, the way we were thinking about curating what we were doing, it was, you know, something in a way that was different, something that I think was taking the horizons of the elements that we were already working with um, as sort of students of a number of Latin American musical traditions and, and communities of practice that we we're a part of that for us, how to extend the horizons of that in a way that isn't aping like what expectations should be about what those musics or ideas or influences should be. And so, you know, it was this kind of honest and it can, I, nothing has changed in, in that regard. Like, and the, the reason I mentioned that is because there is fundamentally, I think oftentimes, uh, particularly with Latino Latinx music in the States, we always tend to place it elsewhere. Like there's a lot of exoticizing that goes on. There's a lot of world musicification of something that exists in your backyard. That in itself, I think, displaces the kind of sounds that emanate from where you're from. And in this case, like the United States and or um, at least for us, it undermines our position that says like, well, you know, a place like Chicago is actually part of Latin America. What is sort of the uniting philosophy? Uh, what helps you sort of put together the the music that um, that you perform? Yeah, I think the kind of thread really kind of unites, you know, most of what we do is that we just have a deep appreciation and therefore desire to continue to be inspired by Latin American rhythm. And for us, particularly, I mean, if we're thinking genre specific, whether it be, you know, Afro-Cuban or Puerto Rican influences in the Caribbean or from Colombia in terms of cumbia, which we play a lot of, or kind of folkloric sounds from Mexico or Panama, like that Latin American rhythm broadly conceived for us is, is like at the root of everything that we do. And the other thing, what we're trying to convey is also Latin American song tradition. So, and that, you know, really spans the gamut of like the kind of traditional poetics of some of the musics that I mentioned that are, are, are Mexican or the sort of melodrama of Latin American cancion romantica, romantic song that spans the continent, you know, and, and those are very broad things and ideas. But I think for us, like that's always top of mind. That's the specificity for us that like what anchors us is an appreciation and an approach to to those ideas that then we subsequently do different things with you know we experiment with i would just say this that for us that's nothing necessarily novel that's nothing nothing necessarily new because in some ways that is the story of most music but let's say in this case latin american music it's all hybrid music it's all music with a number of really deep influences and elements that have come together to produce you know these different styles and genres that's that's just our experience and so that's what's there that's that's what sort of is coming through 
was pretty interesting was the idea that there was a point in time when salsas and merengues and various forms of uh, Latin rhythms were more a part of American popular culture. And I think that that is part of like a history that we've lost about music in the first half of the, of the 20th century. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about why that changed and whether or not we can entirely blame the Beatles. that's funny um you know i i think that even at an earlier point where there was maybe a presumed kind of greater circulation of of, of some of these rhythms some of these sounds i i still would argue the point that even if they were a little more prevalent they were still very much exoticized and also one of the things that's a constant particularly in relation to united states and latin american music is its constant travel there's there's always been it seems particularly when you connect these music to migration and the movements of popular music and popular culture and all the rest, there's always been this sense of movement, this sense of connectivity around people moving, around migration. So this transnational connection between the United States and Latin America through music has been very deep, has been really important. And in a way, a lot of these sounds take shape through that very connection, through that very movement. So the kind of heyday of the big Afro-Cuban orchestras in New York, for instance, you know, in the 1930s and 40s, like you can't understand that without necessarily acknowledging like, yeah, that's a testament to this transnational sort of connection between people and music and rhythms between Cuba and Puerto Rico and the United States and New York. And as soon as we acknowledge a dynamic, then we can no longer say like, oh, this music comes from over there or it's a signifier of over there. No, it's it's a reflection of this entire world that's transnational. You know, you just have to ask yourself, like, well, what makes that possible? Well, it's that entire movement of people in and around these places and locations that end up on the cold city streets of New York and birthed in some ways this sound, you know, that even to this day is still the signifier for like an exotic island sound or something that we locate in Cuba. And it's like, well, okay, one can do that, but that is not actually true. talk a little bit about City of Mirrors, uh, which is the album that you have coming out on International Anthem. And just I just want to, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, what the meaning of the title is and maybe how your approach to this album differed from your previous effort. Yeah, so I kind of going back to what I mentioned before that, you know, we've always have had this, you know, again, these sort of guiding kinds of interests and passions around Latin American song and rhythm, but at the same time, a kind of disregard for expectations around how or what should define our approaches. And so because of that, every record we've done sounds different from the other. 
with respect to this record, what made it different this time around, um, I'd say is that we brought in a producer, Elliot Bergman. He's, he used to have a band called Nomo. I mean, there's just sort of still a band, but like it was far more active. But Nomo, really inspired by kind of Afrobeat. Um, he's an amazing musician. Yeah, it, it, you know, we brought him in to produce. And for us, it was like ha having another voice or another perspective to step outside of us to help us, you know, sort of listen to what we were doing and sort of push us to maybe to create in ways that, you know, you don't even know where to go, you know, because you're so in your head. When someone outside of you is able to see the landscape sonically and push you in certain ways, it's very surprising and I, and it's very fun. You know, he's a really discerning listener. He, he definitely, his stamp is definitely on the record and that's why that, that's what we wanted, you know, in, in terms of working with somebody. And so, um, yeah, that, that I would say that's, that's the biggest sort of change and, and it was really wonderful. Uh, yeah, and the title—it's the title of one of the songs on on the record. Which, kind of long story short, that you know, as I was writing, I kind of came to realize that the song w was kind of turning into this reflection on the island of Puerto Rico, and particularly in the kind of post Hurricane Maria, post the kind of aftershocks of the kind of earthquakes and the kind of all the turmoil on the island, and so. And the title was sort of inspired by uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez's Hundred Years of Solitude. One of the major characters in that book is actually the city, the city called Macondo, which is called uh, a place, it's called the City of Mirrors, which is sort of this place of beauty and trauma. It's this place of struggle and triumph. And I kept thinking of the island as kind of like that, you know, as the place in that book. And so just decided to call that song City of Mirrors. Oh, that's really interesting. I was actually wondering if city of mirrors was a reflection on chicago but no I, no <laughs> i guess not yeah. but, but 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 you know what like there, there is a connection there i mean you know we, we put out a video for it and the video actually begins in chicago because of the kind of diaspora the connection between chicago and puerto rico and 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 actually the protagonist in, in that video is actually a local artist chicago activist afro puerto rican artist her name is amara amara rebel betty who's an artist activist educator and we actually she did all the artwork for the album and for uh, all the single because yeah, we love her aesthetic the sort of collage style aesthetic which we thought was a reflection also of of the kind of collage style of how we put the record together but yeah that's that's the that's the story wow that's that's really cool for trip radio this has been mick in conversation with alex chavez of the chicago-based latin fusion group dos santos thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today of course thanks so much This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. 